from the Orange County Fire Authority. This is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host, OCFA's Assistant Chief of Organizational Planning, Mike Schrader. All right, welcome back to OCFA's Pass Along Podcast. Uh, this episode, we're going to feature an exit interview with our recently retired Division Chief, uh, Dave Steffen out of Division 7. All right, before we get to that, let's go over a few news and noteworthy items. Uh, first, I uh, wanted to just uh, commend everyone who worked on a couple of recent fires. Uh, we had the structure fire out in uh, Silverado Canyon. That was on Monday, uh, the 23rd of April. And uh, that really tested our people. Obviously, if you listen to radio traffic or uh, for those that went out there, uh, some really unique construction. Uh, when you go to try to pull ceiling uh, in an attic fire and you've got the tongue and groove, uh, that's always a complication. Throw in poor access, limited communications. Um, you know, it was pretty hot that day and kind of our first foray into, uh, you know, um, elevated temperature operations um, from an ambient temperature standpoint. It really, it really taxed our folks. So wanted to uh, just say thanks for everybody who was out there. Uh, there were some lessons learned, quite frankly. Uh, Chief Ashby was out there and he uh, was articulating some of those lessons learned recently in um, the Chiefs All Hands. So uh, certainly there's always, every time there's an incident, there's always an opportunity to learn. And uh, I think that's what just a, a professional organization does, says we did this well, we did this in a way that we would do it differently next time, and we want to share that. That's what good organizations do. So I applaud uh, Chief Ashby's efforts and the others who were there. Appreciate their uh, lessons learned and uh, look forward to uh, some great things in the future. It is a great reminder, however, for in an all-risk environment, not just structure fires. This is as the temperatures start warming up. Um, we need to ensure the, the hydration, the rehab, rotation of crews uh, that we're conditioning both on and off duty, um, you know, proper nutrition, proper rest, all these things come into play. Uh, the public has a, a, an expectation that we as firefighters are ready anytime, day or night. And a lot of that has to do with the things, the sm seemingly small things we're doing, those habits off duty and on duty. So I just want to encourage you, uh, for an incident commander, obviously bringing in extra resources uh, early into the incident when it's uh, elevated temperatures, uh, rotating crews, having crews on deck, uh, establishing formal rehab, those kind of things uh, that I think you'll see were mentioned in, in the blue and green sheets um, uh, for these incidents that recently occurred. So enough on that. Thanks again for those guys who went out uh, to Silverado Canyon. And then uh, just a few days later, Sunday, uh, actually on the 29th, our crews were dispatched to the storage facility down Laguna Hills, uh, and it, it went up to four alarms. Uh, an, another incident that tested our folks. Um, those incidents, at storage unit fires, I've been on a, a couple of those in my career, and they're always taxing from forcible entry, and then all of the contents, of course, um, and having the fire move uh, through the construction, and you're just chasing it. It was difficult uh, from folks that I, I chatted with there, but a great job. Uh, kudos to uh, Chief Kovacs and uh, Chief Casario and others who were down there. Again, it's probably some lessons learned, and we'll have an opportunity in an upcoming podcast, both for um, Colton Ashby, uh, Chief Ashby out on the Silverado fire, as well as uh, maybe George uh, Casario or, or Chief Kovacs uh, on future podcasts and or even video newsletters. So proud of the work they do uh, out there as well, or did. And then also I wanted to talk about uh, on Monday, uh, the 30th, uh, early morning hours, we had two of our members uh, who were riding in the back of an ambulance, taking an injured uh, citizen um, to a uh, trauma facility. 
and uh, were involved in a motor vehicle accident while they were in the back of the ambulance and sustained some injuries. So I'm happy to report, as most of you know, they're out of the hospital, uh, as they were uh, pretty quickly, but, but still on the road to recovery from being banged up. And just a great reminder again uh, to, man, when you're back there, if you're not heavily engaged in patient care, I just encourage you, man, be in those, uh, be in those seat belts. And I know when I was a medic, I always tried to be in the, uh, if I wasn't initially doing patient care, always seated and always belted in. So anyways, just want to make sure you guys are safe out there. Thanks for all the hard work you do. I'll get off my soapbox and uh, we'll keep going down with some of our news and noteworthy items. I'm looking at a bullet point here on my list. Uh, reference uh, upcoming fire captain and uh, engineers promotional processes. So uh, these uh, things were put out in a briefing binder memo uh, on the 4th of April uh, titled uh, Update Promotional Exams Number 3 uh, that I put out. And then uh, Mike Summers just doing an amazing job in helping us with the promotions and recruitments on the safety side, leading these two separate ad hoc subcommittees and uh, working joint labor uh, management style with um, our labor groups and really uh, involving all the different stakeholders to uh, put out a great uh, product, um, trying to figure out a way to promote more members without lowering our standards and really fill those positions. We know we have a lot of openings uh, and we're working as, as hard and, and as fast as we can to fill those um, with competent, well-trained uh, uh, folks. So hit you with a few, a few highlights from each of the processes that are upcoming. Captain's promotional process actually started April 6th. That'll close, uh, you saw the flyer went out. Um, and then the Captain's Academy will run uh, July 9th through August 16th. On the engineer side, the recruitment opens in May, uh, May 7th, uh, coming up here in a few days. And then the Academy will run July 23rd through September 13th. Uh, like I said, there, there's a lot more details in that April 4th memo. Um, just want to say good luck to everybody. Um, nobody is ever ready to promote um, to their 100% liking. It's typically a little ahead of your time, but I just want to encourage you to jump in. Um, our agency needs uh, competent leaders, both at the engineer and fire captain ranks. So jump in if you can, or if you're even close. Thanks. Um, all right, April 27th, Staffing uh, Force Hiring Joint Labor Management Team posted their third update in the briefing binder with more details on reducing force hirings and, and um, talking about allowing the 10 volunteer protection days in the bank instead of four, and then uh, you know, some other enhancements. We're all aware of the strain that's putting on families. And again, they're, they're, this committee is doing as much as they can to try to expedite those hirings and uh, limit, um, limit the forcing and, and come up with solutions that are gonna be beneficial for everybody. Want to give you a quick update on Academy 46. They just finished their two-week uh, Truck Academy portion. Uh, they have their finals coming up, and then graduation is on May 23rd, so make sure to put that on your calendars. May 23rd in the evening. I don't recall the exact time. Typically, 536. Um, so come out early. Parking's always uh, difficult, so uh, carpool if you can. Um, but come on out. It's always a good shot in the arm uh, to see uh, our new members jumping into the agency uh, with a lot, of, uh, a lot of smiles, congratulations, and zeal. Uh, which, as you know, sometimes as a career goes on, you, you can get a little crusty or rusty, and it's always, I always find it as an encouraging moment to be out there with them. So come join us on the 23rd, 6 p.m. Speaking of upcoming events, we also have a combined promotions length of services ceremony coming up on Thursday the 17th of May, 6 p.m. here in the courtyard. Always a fun time as well to get together and congratulate everybody on um, the recent accomplishments. So. Let's see, next uh, I wanted to talk, uh, sorry, I'm getting there guys, sorry, uh, hang in with me, we're almost to Chief Stephan's interview, uh, just a couple more points. Uh, May 20th, we have uh, the Retirees uh, Tribute Dinner at the Phoenix Club in Anaheim, uh, our tradition, starts 5 p.m. 
truly one of those special events and, and evenings where uh, you get to bring your friends and family out and get to kind of catch up with the retirees and, and hear some of their thoughts and, and ideas as well as and reflections really on a career um, uh, well done at that point. So you can purchase tickets at www.ocfabenevolent.org and, um, and then get uh, signed up there. All right, last but not least, I have a shameless plug for the upcoming uh, Fire Explorers Academy. Having been an explorer myself, uh, I know how valuable the experience was for me. And uh, I just, it, it, it did so much to helping me on my trajectory for my career. And there are many within the ranks of the organization who were also explorers. Um, and, and some of the explorers who are in the program, unfortunately, they don't have the, the fiscal means to attend. So the foundation, the OCFA foundation is able to provide a few scholarships. But there's, uh, there's a way for us to help as well. Um, and as soon as this, uh, the email memo went out on April 3rd from uh, Chief Kovacs uh, for the new payroll deduction, it's, it's titled FE, FEA for Fire Explorer Academy. I jumped right in, put it in there, and um, that's another one of the payroll deductions that I have that I really, it just, it's putting your money where your mouth is. Um, these young men and women are the next generation of the fire service. And so I just wanted to encourage you to um, consider that uh, employee uh, deduction uh, or payroll deduction rather. All right, without further ado, uh, here's Fire Captain Alan Wilkes with his interview of retired Division Chief Dave Steffen. This is Alan Wilkes here for the OCFA. I have the honor today of uh, interviewing my boss, Division uh, 7 Chief Dave Steffen, who's retiring this week. Actually, in, in two days, Chief, good morning. Uh, thanks for making the time to sit down with us morning, today. Morning, Yeah, I, I'm happy to do so. You know, Chief, you're celebrating 32 years of service, you know, to the fire department. Um, could you give us some background on how you got your start in the fire service? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I was very fortunate. <clears throat> had a lot of great role models uh, growing up, including my dad. And um, we, um, school was very important. So after I graduated from high school, um, since uh, my family could not afford to send me off to a four-year university, I took advantage of the community college system. And um, at that time in my life, I was working for the Seal Beach Lifeguard Department. I started there in uh, 82 when I graduated from Long Beach Poly. And I had some really great role models that were kind of senior lifeguards down at the beach there in Seal that uh, had uh, taken that next step to the fire department. And in this case, they all worked for Long Beach Fire Department. And that's where I was uh, going to community college, Long Beach Community College. So I started taking those fire technology classes and um, started that direction in my life back in 1982. And that was, that was my transition. So I transitioned from being a lifeguard in the city of Seal Beach uh, to 1986 when I was hired by Orange County Fire Department and uh, I was an extra help for about three months and it provided me that uh, opportunity foot in the door uh, with a, a department that <clears throat> had deeply seated roots in uh, the California Department of Forestry. I, we had transitioned uh, prior to me getting hired about six years or so prior to me getting hired and so uh, there were a lot of um, uh, leadership, you know, captains and chiefs that had transitioned from CAL FIRE. And so I had a little uh, snippet of what uh, CAL FIRE must have been like back then. Uh, I missed out on the opportunity, unfortunately. And then we, uh, we were the newly formed, 
no longer the Orange Ranger unit of the California Department of Forestry. We were the newly formed Orange County Fire Department. I uh, went to medic school uh, shortly after arriving, uh, a couple of years in or so, and uh, then ended up over at Station 21 on the van, and um, the busiest van that we operated in Orange County here. And uh, I worked with Larry Van Lu for about eight years or so, and we just ran the wheels off of that van. Uh, as you know, Al, because you were, uh, you were uh, Greg McEwen's partner on Medic 26 at the time. Well, and that, that brought me back to that time as we were talking last week in the office about you know, your history and your career. And I, and I remember there'd be times where we would pass each other going back in each other's areas, and we would wave at each other, and, and we just kind of laughed about that. Um, you know, Chief, you've had a career in just about every position of the fire authority. You've been, you know, worked extensively on the helicopter. You've been a, a paramedic, a captain, a battalion chief, you know, and retiring as a division chief. What are some of the, the best lessons that you're taking away from the job and some of the fondest memories that you have, you know, when you look back at your, your 32 year career? Wow. It's, um, some of the, the fondest memories I have uh, or my time in air ops. It, um, it is absolutely, I started in air ops, I believe in 2005-ish, and um, it was well into my career. I had already uh, promoted to captain, and it provided me an opportunity to um, start studying again. Uh, there's always that opportunity, but it, provided me, it was, I felt like a new kid coming out of the academy again, a new firefighter coming out of the academy. Uh, the training was outstanding. Uh, at the time it was being provided by Dave Lopez and by Tim Gogarty. And we would, I loved showing up. It was Kenny Dossie and I were going through that academy. And I, I think it was like academy uh, number four and uh, the crew chief academy. And uh, Lopez is such a good instructor, and uh, he made it so enjoyable and uh, memorable. We would go in, and we would have classroom for uh, the morning, and then we would go out and fly a mission. And then we would break for lunch, come back, have more classroom, and then fly a second mission. And um, just the whole philosophy of crawl, walk, run, and develop your personnel um, Dave, Dave and uh, Tim were outstanding in. So some of the most fun I've ever had at work as a result is um, once I became a crew chief in the helicopter, in the helicopter program, um, going out, rocking and rolling, fighting fire, making rescues, um, going out of county and working as a helicopter manager, uh, working as a military helicopter manager was uh, some of the most memorable um, some, some white knuckle experiences with some of uh, the vendors and some of the National Guard crews that I worked with, but mostly very, very good, very memorable, successful missions, um, and a lot of fun. Well, and I think a lot of it, Dave, talks about your, your leadership in the organization. The last, this last couple of weeks, I've been watching you represented by the city councils and the city staff and the city managers you're very well respected in the organization 
um, you know, and in the fire service statewide, not only in the fire stuff, but also in the, in the aviation world. You know, I've had a chance to talk to Craig and there's a lot of people that tie your name to aviation and all the things that you've done. You know, could you give us um, a little insight on your philosophy of leadership, just kind of in the areas of what advice do you have for the next generation uh, of leaders? And, you know, is there anything, you know, books or anything that you would recommend on leadership? Um, A really good book that I think all of our captains should read is It's Your Ship. Um, Captain Michael Bashoff, I believe, is the author. Um, Basically, it talks about ownership. It talks about accountability. It talks about ownership. Um, If there's one thing that I could tell you... um, that uh, we should all have an expectation of, and is, that is own it, right? Own, own, your, own your responsibilities uh, on the job. They're, That's the they're book yours. by uh, Abershoff. Abershoff, thank you. Um, great book. Uh, he's, a, he, he's retired now. He was a, a naval officer, a captain, and a commander. And uh, he, he just talks about um, uh, accountability and ownership. Uh, the only way we're going to, um, the only way you're going to improve, the only way you're going to do better, is if, uh, as a captain, you own your crew, and uh, you see to it that the training gets done, that the work gets done, that you set the expectations high, um, because without that, um, you're a rudderless ship, right? And you will waller. Uh, so there really needs to be, and I. You, You've heard me say it before, the most pivotal um, officer position in this organization, and I would venture to guess it's probably all fire service organizations, it's really not the chief officer rank. It's the captain rank. Not only are they a supervisor, but they're also one of that uh, team member on that crew. And um, you can have all the chiefs in the world uh, doing really good work, but if you don't have those captains on board supporting the mission uh, and managing and supervising their crews, uh, you'll fail. Well, there's one, that, the captain's one of those leaders with the boots on the ground. Boots on the ground, getting you it know, done. They're that, they're that Super first, important. Yeah, they're that first line. Um, you know, you've always been a source of good advice, especially with me, you know, wisdom. You and I have had long conversations of, you know, mentorship and, and guidance. You know, what wisdom would you impart on our folks? You know, and breaking that into three groups. The first group was, what advice would you give to our newest employees? Uh, you know, those in the, in the academy now um, or have been working their first five years in the organization. And then, you know, what advice would you have for those in the middle of the career those with about 10 to 15 years on, um, and those who are in their last five years of the OCFA? So the advice I would give is uh, never take it for granted. Um, Don't believe for a moment that you are owed anything. You've been given an opportunity. It's yours to take advantage of. don't sit still as a new firefighter. We are so fortunate to have such a 
large department with so many opportunities and so many great instructors that teach. I mean, all the, all the training that we provide today is outstanding compared to when I came on the job. Um, we really had to seek out from other agencies opportunity to take uh, fire officer classes, ICS classes. Now we have, we have so much internal uh, talent teaching right at our ROTC that um, it just takes some interest on your part as a new firefighter to get into these classes and continue to develop yourself and make you competent at your job. So don't sit still. Take advantage of the opportunity. See the county. There's lots of great places to work, lots of great sections to work within. And uh, if you're looking for the um, you know, municipal uh, city firefighting, you can do it. If you want to go out and you want to be in the wildland, you can do that, wildland and canyons. Um, if you want to work in an area that's uh, loaded with high rise, uh, we certainly have that as well. So I mean, there's so many different uh, areas to work and you can specialize. You can find that little niche and specialize. So well, yeah. don't sit still is what I would say for the new firefighters. We're kind of on the on the cutting edge as they've, they've kind of coined us as the destination fire department. We have great mentors and great leaders, cutting edge technology. Some of the, the innovative things that we've progressed into have been, you know, phenomenal. And we, we certainly have uh, developed uh, in a rather nice way from when I came on the job back in 86. We, um, the leadership then cobbled together an organization as we transitioned out of CAL FIRE uh, to become uh, the Orange County Fire Department. Uh, and all we've done is grown and get better. Um, back to your question, the next phase, I would say uh, in that middle uh, term of employment is concentrate on your education. Uh, you have an opportunity while you're here, if you were like me or so many of us that um, maybe got hired before you had a chance to finish your bachelor's degree or other higher education, um, there are so many programs out there for the learning professional. They've made it so much easier now so much with, easier. with online learning and satellite classes. Absolutely. The, the traditional having to get a shift trade to cover a four hour class. I think those days are, are long gone and long gone. We, you can now be kind of more, prog more progressive and kind of get ahead of that. So co concentrate on education, develop yourself. It makes you better. Uh, it makes you better at what you do here. Um, and it makes it, it provides you an opportunity to um, work with other similar professionals and uh, network as well. So whether it is going after your chief officer certification or your, your company officer certification, or whether it's ICS certs and quals to develop you in a, in a specific ICS position, um, or whether it's just um, you uh, shoring up your fu the fundamentals of your, uh, your general education. Take advantage of the time and uh, shore up your education. The last phase and, and this really isn't, you shouldn't really uh, be just the last phase. It kind of spans all phases uh, of your uh, career within the, uh, within the organization, and that's succession planning. Um, I know back in the days we used to think, we, I used to think that a succession plan was something that 
sat in a three ring binder on a shelf. And that uh, once I was ready to do some succession planning, I would pull the binder out and, yeah, and read you, through you it. Just read, I'm gonna read this chapter today, or you know, what's the table of contents have, for me, have to offer for me? Clearly, succession planning is not that. Succession planning is what all of us should be doing at all levels of the organization, and really all phases of your career as well. Um, it goes back to the ownership piece. As you begin to uh, develop yourself and improve yourself and get ready for promoting to whatever that next step is, you have an obligation to those who work with you to bring them up and get them ready to take your spot. Succession planning is everyone's obligation. Sometimes, and, and when we say we do it poorly, uh, look in the mirror because it's your responsibility, not someone else's your responsibility to do that succession planning. So um, if, if there's one thing that I think that uh, we should all um, take to heart is preparing our subordinates to uh, replace us as we are preparing ourselves to promote because that's the only way it's going to get done. Well and as we talk about preparing and kind of that roadmap of succession planning and how do you guide and mentor, you know, the 5, 10, 15, the 20 year employee, um, you know, we had four cities and you had air ops. Um, and there was, you know, we worked without an admin assistant. Um, you know, Chief Covey came on, you know, less than two years ago. There was a lot that was on your plate. You know, you, uh, you know, you still had an active, um, you know, you're, you're with your parents, with three kids that were active in water polo and are still active in water polo. And with Sean being, you know, still in in school, how do you, you know, what advice would you give on on finding that that balance between, hmm. you know, work and, and at home and making it all work? <clears throat> it, um, I think the pr appropriate term is balance. Um, this this career, um, unlike other careers, has a very familial uh, feel to it. Um, it is because we live and we play and we work and we sleep in the stations. Uh, it's very, uh, we talk about the fire department family. Um, but make no mistake, um, you have to strike a balance between your fire department family and your family. So coming up with um, and finding that balance is, uh, is gonna be an individual decision. But I know what I did was I, I drew some lines that uh, I would never cross. And those were, because um, I have always been all in here. I've always been, um, I've always had a high sense of duty and dedication to the organization. But there has to be a point where your family comes first. And so those were the weekends for me. I would always draw my line at the weekends because uh, being in a, a staff position, either as a BC or now as a DC, um, there, is, there are always plenty of opportunities to pour yourself into um, the job and into the cities that we uh, provide service to out here on the West End. And a lot of those opportunities are on the weekends. So I was always very thankful that I had staff who were willing to um, shore that up on the weekends for me, yourself, the battalion chiefs, Willie Mattern, um, Kelly Zimmerman, and I had uh, Kenny Dossie before he went into EMS. 
they were always willing to uh, shore up the commitments to the cities on the weekends. And I always made sure that that was my time with my family and all their activities. Yeah, and you've had some pretty extensive incidents. You were at, you know, out of county for a couple weeks as a division supervisor. Um, you were the, you know, the initial incident commander. I remember the phone call when the fire station caught on fire and, and that kind of moving forward of that with the, the new station getting ready here to open up in a couple months. You were the IC on the Canyon 2 fire. Um, you know, and you're still active with, you know, tracing the kids and water polo and everything. What are your, uh, I would imagine retirement's going to be a lot more family centered. You know, what, what are your retirement plans? Uh, for sure. Um, I, I've been told by a lot of great um, mentors before me who have retired uh, recently that um, don't panic, but when you retire, um, the phone gets really quiet, the emails drop off to, um, well, something less than 100 a day anyway. And um, you, uh, some of the guys that I've talked to have said that they, uh, they start to get a little uncertain uh, whether they made the right choice because their, their fire department family has been su such a huge part of their lives uh, growing up. And like I'm like most of us that ha have come through the organization. I hired on early. I hired on at 21, and I've been here almost 32 years. I've been here much longer, obviously, than I haven't. Um, so there's going to obviously be a big void in my uh, life after I retire tomorrow. Um, I've been told, don't panic. Give yourself six months. Enjoy your family. Treat it like an extended vacation. Um, don't jump right into another career because there's plenty of other opportunities out there. So that's kind of my plan. Um, I'm looking at maybe buying a, a boat, a little uh, sport fisher from a friend of mine. So I'm uh, considering uh, all that goes into being a new boat owner um, all the time and uh, in preparation that takes to uh, keep the boat up and all that. I'm sure that'll eat up some of my time. Um, as you mentioned, the kids are still active uh, in sports and they have their uh, activities going on, so I'll be involved in that. Uh, Tracy has a giant list of uh, honeydews that need to be done around the house that I've managed to put off until now so uh, that'll take me at least six months to get some of those tidied up but um, I don't have any real super um, hard and fast plans I'm not jumping into another career or consulting I'm gonna try being retired well chief it's personally for me it's been an honor and a privilege to work side by side with you for you know over three years um, almost three years for all, all the things we've been, and, and it's been a great ride, you know, and on behalf of the men and women of the Orange County Fire Authority, you know, we'd just like to say thanks for your service, um, your leadership and your mentorship, and we wish you the best and for a uh, happy and safe and rewarding uh, retirement. Thank you, Al. It's, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Um, I really love it here. And when I say I love it here, it's the people. Um, the stuff is just stuff. Uh, I really have enjoyed the, um, my career here, the developing and the nurturing of relationships. Um, and uh, I know that uh, in retirement that I am going to be faced with a large hole in my life as a result that um, I will try 
to not fill with a bunch of other work, but simply uh, maintain those relationships and those contacts, come back by the station and have coffee and visit with you guys. Um, and I, uh, I look forward to it, truly. So thank you. It's been a pleasure. Well, thanks. Thanks for sitting down with us. And uh, we, it's been an honor to talk with you today and enjoy your retirement. Thanks. Outstanding. Uh, thanks again, uh, Alan, for conducting the interview. And thanks to Chief Stefan for taking the time to share his words of wisdom for us. Uh, we miss you, uh, but we're really happy for you in your retirement. Um, the last word on the street is I got, you just got back from Tahiti. So you're doing really well. And uh, I don't know how you can get more tan or your hair can look better, but I'm sure you'll figure out a way. Um, but Dave, we really do miss you and we're super happy for you. All right, we've got some good podcasts coming up uh, later this month, including an overview of the Kids Fund, uh, which we haven't talked about in, in some years. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to dusting that off and hearing the updates there, as well as uh, a refresh uh, look at behavioral health, cancer prevention and awareness, and a few other things. So, But until then, uh, let's continue to watch out for each other and we'll talk to you guys soon.